Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Mr. John Dollar? Yes? Western Union, I have a message for you from New York. Oh? Please proceed Northern Hotel, Clinton, Colorado, as soon as possible. Yeah? Building irregularities suspected affecting several insurance companies will advise, regards, signed Albert Davies, Chief Investigator, United Adjustment Bureau, New York, New York. Uh Uh-huh. Would you like that mail to you, Mr. Dollar? Uh, no, no, don't bother. Can you take an answer? Go ahead. To Albert Davies, Chief Investigator, United Adjustment Bureau, you have the address, confirming exact time of arrival to follow. Sign that, Johnny Dollar. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to the United Adjustment Bureau, New York City, New York. The following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the Clinton matter. Or maybe racket is a better word. Expense account, first item, $105.63. Transportation by air, Hartford to Denver. Item two, $28.50. Denver to Grand Junction. A place busy and bustling with uranium hopefuls. Third expenditure, $100. Deposit and rental on a car, which I used to drive the 105 miles through the rugged mountains due north of Grand Junction to Clinton, Colorado. A place that the rental agents had described as a sleepy little mountain town. When I got there, everybody was running in the direction of what was very shortly not going to be the new school building. Like everybody else in Clinton, Colorado, I spent the next three hours or so helping to try and get the fire under control. Then finally, I left the scene and located the Northern Hotel, where the clerk was standing by waiting for me. Mr. Dollar? Uh, yeah. Operator 18, New York City, has been calling you for the last four hours. Uh, Mr. Davies, I believe. Oh, yeah. Could you put the call in for me? Certainly, I'd be glad to. I'll take it up to my room. I want to change my clothes. Certainly. Boy, take Mr. Dollar's bags up to 310. I shaved and showered, changed clothes, and unpacked. From my window, I could see the still glowing embers of the fire, red against the winter night. The school building was completely destroyed. Beyond, the snow-covered Rockies rose all about the town of Clinton, which I had yet to see. Johnny Dollar. I, uh, have your call now, Mr. Dollar. Oh, good, thanks. Johnny? Hi, Al. Say, I've been trying to get to you all day. I thought you were going to let me know the minute you got into town. Well, there was a fire here, Al. I had to pitch in and help along with everybody else. Oh, I see. Well, has Osborne contacted you yet about this case? Osborne? Who's that? Julian Osborne. Look, I talked to him in Clinton last night. He said he'd wait around the hotel until you showed up. He lives there, Johnny. He drove into Denver two days ago and told the insurance broker he thought a building that Great Eastern Fidelity covered was in real bad shape. Now, what building? Well, a new school that they just put up there, Johnny. Al, it was in bad shape. Worse shape now. It fell down about four hours ago. That was the fire, Al. Oh. Well, Great Eastern's in for $200,000. Look, Johnny, contact Julian Osborne and see what he has to say. Right. And call me back when you find out what's what. So long. 
Yes, Mr. Dollar, may I help you? Yeah. Do you have a city directory here in Clinton? We aren't that small. Here it is. Right here. Good. After all, we have 14,263 people. Okay, thanks. I know most of them, Mr. Dollar. Who do you want to get in touch with? A man named Julian Osborne. Uh, Julian Osborne? Yeah. Know him? I didn't know him, but it came over the radio a little while ago. They found his body in the fire. He burned to death. A four-block walk down the icy streets of the town took me to the sheriff's office and face-to-face with a heavy-set, owlish-looking man named Doherty. Sheriff Paul Doherty. He smiled professionally until I got around to inquiring about Julian Osborne. Oh. Well, uh, you his family? No, no. I, I made the trip here to Clinton to see him especially, though. I just heard he was killed in the fire. Yes. Yes, too bad about Mr. Osborne. I don't quite understand about it, though. He was school janitor. Oh. What, um... What was your business with him, Mr. Dollar? Insurance investigation. Oh? Yeah, Osborne reported the possibility of something wrong with the new school. He... He did? Uh, To who? To our brokers in Denver. That's why they sent me out here. Well, (laughs) your trip was for nothing, then. Maybe. Well, you'd think if he had anything like that on his mind, he'd have come to me, wouldn't you? Yes. Did he? No. No, used to pass him on the street. Never said a word. Uh-huh. Where's the body? Morgue. I, uh, I wouldn't go over there, son. I want to contact some of his family, his friends. Well, that might be hard to do. No family here, no close friends. Used to prospect for a living until he got kind of old. Then he took the job janitoring. Lived right there in the basement of the school. Uh, city will bury him. I see. How long had he worked at the school? Six months since the place was built. Mm-hmm. Who hired him? The principal, Flory Hawkins. Flory Hawkins. Where can I find her? Lives on Pearson Street. That's one block over and two blocks to your left. Number, uh, 326. 326 Pearson, huh? That's right. On Sun. Hmm? Bad night to go calling on her. <laughs> I'd like to see Mrs. Hawkins, please. I'm Miss Hawkins. Well, I'm an insurance investigator. My name's Johnny Dollar. Insurance? Yes. Why do you want to talk to me? Well, I'll be frank with you, Miss Hawkins. I came to Clinton to talk to Julian Osborne. Oh. You heard he died in the fire. Yes, I heard. Tragic. I'm so thankful school wasn't in session today. Uh, Come in. Thank you. I know this has been a pretty grueling day for you, for everyone in this town, Miss Hawkins, losing your school and all. I wouldn't call on you, except I feel it's important. I... Excuse me, please. Sure. Hello? Who? Yes, Sheriff. Yes, he is right now. Yes. Good night. There's just a couple of questions I'd like you to answer about Julian Osborne so I can get... I'm afraid I can't help you with anything, Mr. Dollar. What? You'll have to go now. Well, look, now, wait a minute. If if you don't... I don't want to be impolite, but I'm tired. Very tired. Yeah, sure. That phone call wore you up. Please. All right, all right, I'll go, Miss Hawkins. But I think you should know why I came here. 
I can assure you, Mr. Dollar, whatever the reason, I'm simply not interested. I was sent here because Julian Osborne advised the insurance company that he suspected certain building irregularities had gone into the new school. Miss Hawkins, did Mr. Osborne ever mention anything like this to you? No. Now, will you Do you have an idea to whom he might have confided such information here in Clinton? No. I rather think he was imagining things. You noticed nothing irregular yourself? No, of course not. Mm -hmm. Would that call you just had from Sheriff Doherty cause you not to notice anything? Is that all? I'm dreadfully tired. Thanks for your time. Oh, Miss Hawkins. Yes? If Sheriff Doherty calls again, tell him I'm at the Northern Hotel. Northern Hotel. Good night, Mr. Dollar. Expense account item four, $10.80. One long-distance call to New York. I got Al Davies out of bed and told him the fate of Julian Osborne. Davies requested me to stay on in Clinton to see the matter through. About 11 o'clock that night, I walked over to the site where the new school had once stood. A few firemen and policemen were still around, searching the ashes by the light of lanterns and spotlights. One of them told me the cause of the fire had not yet been determined. I started back to my hotel. Turning a corner by an alley, two men in dark clothes were holding a third man in a sheepskin. A fourth man was giving him the works. Hey, just a minute here. Come on, let's get out of here, boy. There. Easy now, easy now. You need some help, mister. Everybody needs help. Let me tell you who I am before you help me. Maybe you won't want to. Easy, just take it easy now. I'm David Baines. You're from out of town, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> I thought so. I architected that school that isn't anymore. Well, don't you understand, Samaritan? Don't you see? That group of citizens who were working me over just now have kids... The kids could have been in there when the fire broke out. You're easy, uh, uh, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid they feel I don't design especially good buildings. I took David Baines over to my hotel room, still half unconscious from the beating. I sent the bellboy out for bandages, iodine, and something to take off the chill. While I was patching him up, I was thinking how he'd stood there and taken that beating. Stood there in sight of half a dozen policemen and firemen... And let them do that to him. <coughs> yeah, try a little more. Thanks. Yeah. Who are you? Johnny Dollar, insurance investigator. I came here about the school. I see. <laughs> you want to beat me up, too? The company you're working for will be liable. Want some more of this? Uh, what'd you say your name is? Dollar. Johnny Dollar. Mr. Dollar, I'm in a curious position. I designed the school. I planned every feature of it. But I had nothing to do with the building. You don't believe me? I wish you'd explain that. A week before they broke ground, a very important thing happened to me, Mr. Dollar. I went to Europe. I couldn't pass it up. It was a chance to study for another year under some men I'd admired all my life. <laughs> Consider it a scholarship, Mr. Baines. That's what he said. Who said the man who paid my way to Europe. His name was Roy Vickery. So I went to Europe, and I studied. I came back, and my building was all built. 
Now it's burnt down. I'm a local boy who's made bad. Very bad. Who's Roy Vickery? The contractor who built it. I better talk to him. Yes, talk to him by all means. You represent a rich and powerful company, Mr. Dollar. But in Clinton, you're wasting your time. You'll learn no facts, no information, nothing helpful from anyone here. Particularly Roy Vickery. You're in a tight, hot, mean little burg, Mr. Dollar. All right, let's have it. Was that building fired on purpose? I just told you. You won't find out anything in this town. Johnny Deller. David Baines. Hi. How's it going this morning? I'm staying off the streets. I don't want to be beat up again. I'd advise you to do the same. I can't very well do that. The city of Clinton has filed claim for their school building. I have to make an investigation. You're bucking a rough crowd, Mr. Dollar. Where till you meet them all? I intend to. I admire you, but I think you're foolish. Good luck. Just a minute. What? Not only did a school building burn down yesterday, but a man died in that fire. If there was something wrong with it, I want to get to the bottom of it. I expect help from you, too. I'll stay here until I hear from you. Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar to United Adjustment Bureau, 418 West 61st Street, New York City. The following is an accounting of expenditures during my investigation of the Clinton matter. That's Clinton, Colorado. Expense account item 5, 80 cents, telegram to Dodd and Company, Denver Insurance Brokers, who would handle the policies covering the new school building in Clinton. I requested them to forward copies of the policies. Item 6, 10 cents, one copy of the Clinton Times and the full story on the fire. It was believed by Fire Chief Hanley that the fire had started because of overheated boilers in the heating system. Dollar, is it? Yeah, that's right. I'm an insurance investigator. Yep. Well, what can I do for you? Tell me about the fire yesterday. You sound like you're carrying a chip on your shoulder, Mr. Dollar. We had word that building irregularities were suspected in that school, Chief. The word came from the janitor, Julian Osborne. He burned to death in that fire yesterday, and the building's gone now. You get as head up as you want it, boy. I got my own troubles. I'll tell you what we think, and you can take it, whether you like it or not. We think old Julian Osborne might have passed out, got drunk, or had a heart attack in that building... We think something like that happened, and the boilers kept right on going and built up the pressure. We think the boilers exploded, the fire started, and that was that. And why do you think the whole place went down? Because it spread so fast. Why did it spread? I didn't build the building. I just took care of the fire. You're going to have to change your attitude around here if you want anybody to cooperate, will you? All right, then tell me this. Why, on a day when school wasn't in session, would those boilers be fired up at all? I don't know. Chief, last night I talked to Sheriff Doherty, trying to get information about Julian Osborne. He didn't know anything either. I also talked to Flory Hawkins, the school principal. She didn't know. Now you don't know anything. Who does? I've done my job, boy. I've determined cause. You've also given me a chance to look at you. Which was about the only reason I came here. No. I'll get information elsewhere, Chief. There's some people in this town who want to talk and tell me things. You and your sheriff and whoever else is involved can't keep every mouth in this town shut. And I'll tell you like I told Miss Hawkins. I'm at the Northern Hotel. In case you remember anything. I can't hear you, boy. Not one word. <laughs>
Expense account item seven, dollar eighty. Breakfast in the coffee shop of my hotel for myself and David Baines, who still looked badly battered from the beating he'd taken the night before. You're taking a chance sitting here with me. Hope you realize that. Am I? I'm public enemy number one in this town. I'm the man who built the school that didn't stay up. Look, Baines, I want you to tell me all about it. If you have any information or knowledge that would be helpful in this investigation, then you'd better give out with it right now. What specifically do you want to know? First, the town. You know what this place is? It's a backyard. And only the rich kids can play here. Vickery, Hanley, Doherty, those are the rich kids, Mr. Dollar. The rest of us are, well, we live across the tracks. Let's start with Vickery. He's a builder. Not only here, all over these mountains. Grand Junction, Rifle, Mesa, all over. He's got a million dollars and a million angles. He's the one who sent me to Europe to study for a year after I completed my plans for the new building. Got me out of the way. Okay. Fire Chief Hanley. A friend of Vickery's. And any friend of Vickery's is going to get rich one way or another. Sheriff Doherty. He keeps the law orderly for Vickery. Very necessary. Okay, then. The fire itself. Chief Hanley says the school boilers blew up and caused the fire. There was no reason for those boilers to be fired up. No reason. If they were fired, they were fired to blow up. They had automatic shutoff equipment. What about Julian Osborne? You say he notified the broker in Denver that something was wrong with the building, and that's how you got here. I don't know. They might have fired it for money, too. I told you I was in Europe until they constructed it. I got back in Clinton four days ago. I went over to see my building. They used my outside drawing, Dollar. Wooden beams where I indicated steel girders. Only half the plumbing and heating system, other things. It looked like they'd made it up as they went along. Did you talk to anybody about it? Oh, sure. The contractor. Vickery. Vickery. He told me to keep my mouth shut and be a good boy. Do you think he got you out of town during the construction so you wouldn't interfere? I think so. I'm not important, but it was the easiest way. I understand Mr. Vickery's a little unpopular today. What? A delegation went out to his house to hang him or something. Baines was partially right. A delegation had gone out to see Roy Vickery and his polished fine domain at the end of town. They were still there when I drove up in my rented car. Twenty or thirty irate citizens demanding an explanation for the lost school. Ten uniformed men from Sheriff Doherty's office formed a half-moon circle in front of the main entrance, their holsters unbuckled. The sheriff himself was directing the operation. All right, just a minute there. Hello, Sheriff. Huh? Johnny Dollar, I talked to you last night. Oh, yeah. Chief Hanley called me about you. The chief called you, and last night you called Flory Hawkins. That was nice. Keep the wires burning. The chief said you came over to see him, used abusive language, tried to cause trouble. The chief was mistaken. I wasn't trying to cause trouble, Sheriff. There's enough of that in this town. I was just trying to find out how the fire started yesterday. The chief told you how it started. I didn't believe him. Now, what do you think of that? You better watch your step around here, Mr. Dollar. You seem to be looking for arguments all the time. Not at all, Sheriff. I'm misunderstood. We understand you all right. How's Mr. Vickery? He's all right, and he's going to stay all right. I'm sure he will. But these people don't like their school burning down. It's expensive. Also, their kids could have been in it. I want to see Mr. Vickery about that. He isn't seeing anyone, Mr. Dollar. And we aren't letting anybody in to see him. Really? Did any of you people hear that? Now, look here. Hey, listen, folks. Listen to me, will you? Look. Now, listen. I'm an insurance investigator. I'm worried about what happened to your school yesterday. Keep quiet. They tell me Mr. Vickery built that school. 
The architect who designed it said it wasn't built to his specifications. Now, I want to go in and ask Mr. Vickery about that. The sheriff here doesn't want me to do that. I'll get you for this dollar. Wait a minute. The sheriff just said I'll get you for this. All right, hold it. Hold it, please. Please. Now, listen to me. Listen. I'll put it to the sheriff again so you can all hear. Sheriff, I want to go in and see Mr. Vickery on business. Well? Go ahead. Thank you. At a direction from Sheriff Doherty, the wedge of deputies opened up long enough for me to walk through the wrought iron gate and up the steps to the Vickery mansion. A tall man in a white jacket answered the door and ushered me into a den that was stocked with good liquor and big leather chairs. Finally, a big man in a blue suit walked in. He had lots of good teeth and there wasn't an ounce of fat on his 230 pounds. I'm Roy Vickery. It was quite an act with Sheriff Doherty just now. I watched you from upstairs. That's a good safe place to watch from, Mr. Vickery. Now that you're in, what can I do for you? Tell me everything you can about that school building. Mm Mm-hmm. Has the, uh, the city of Clinton made a claim yet? Yes, $200,000, building and contents. You got in town pretty fast. We heard there might be something wrong with that building before the fire. Apparently there was. Now, who told you a thing like that? Julian Osborne. He's dead now, you know. Oh? Well, two boilers explode and there's something wrong with the building. Is that the way you people figure? Yeah. Well, so do we, and we couldn't find anything wrong. Who's we? Officially, we're the... The Civic Construction Department, we just had a meeting. We we thought we ought to. Yeah, yeah. I figure those people hanging around outside should be worrying. Well, they don't worry me, and you don't worry me. A drunken janitor goes to sleep and lets the boilers kick up, and the joint blows apart and burns down. That's what we decided in the meeting. It was a, a terrible accident. We'll have to use an old garage or something for a school, but... But then we'll get around to building another school with the insurance money we have coming. And that's that? That's that. Mr. Vickery, I'd like a copy of the specifications that went into that building. Sure, anything at all. Uh, There you are. Okay? That'll do for now. Good. Now, you can get out of my house, Dollar. You smell smoky. There were 50 pages of specifications on the building materials used in the construction of that school. They looked all right. They also looked as though they could have been forgery. Expense account item eight, six dollars, one bottle of whiskey for David Baines and myself in my hotel room. Baines went over the specifications page by page. Okay, what do you think? These are my specifications, more or less. This is what's on paper that went into the building. How about what actually went into it? The little I saw, they cut corners everywhere. The outside was just a shell of this stuff. You sure? These are my notes. I can remember this much. Can you remember it in front of a notary? I want a sworn statement. I don't know. You what? Don't look at me that way. You can get my statement and possibly a half a dozen other statements. On paper, you'd have a case. Then what would you do? Go to the district attorney? We haven't got a district attorney. We got a county attorney who's elected for a four-year term. All right, I'll go to him. Vickery? Then I'll go to somebody else, the insurance commission. You try to go any farther, they'll kill you, Dollar. Well, let me worry about that. Now, will you make a statement? Sorry. 
that kill me too. And that's the way matters stood in Clinton, Colorado, 24 hours after their new school building had burned down and a man had died in the flames. Everyone seemed to know it was all wrong, but no one was willing to do anything about it. Johnny Dollar. Hello, Dollar. Roy Vickery. Well. You go over those specifications? Yes, I did. Very thoroughly. Well. I think they're fakes, Mr. Vickery. (laughs) I didn't ask you your opinion, Dollar. But you've got it. Well, I'm sure you're entitled to it. Uh, when, when are you leaving town? Not for a while. I was kind of hoping you'd be leaving like in about an hour. You'd make good connections then. Sorry. I haven't really gotten around as much as I want to yet. You saw me. I can tell you anything. Oh, I'll get around to you again. Get out of town, Dollar. Now. Vickery, there are times when I don't hear good. Here's our star to tell you about tomorrow's intriguing episode of this week's story. Tomorrow, a lady who promised to love, honor, and obey a building inspector, but wound up a widow. Join us, won't you? Yours truly, Johnny Dollar.